Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. All groups of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents for another Saturday morning here on Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle Hanna. Before you speak, Pierre, I just need to say, wait, 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 Pierre. We are still broadcasting from our homes. 3CR is slowly transitioning to face-to-face contact once again, but we are going to do it from home just until next year to give other programmers that desperately need to be in the studio some time to uh, socially distance and transition back into the studio. But we have had um, at least 13 days of no COVID uh, transmissions and no COVID deaths in this sunny town of Melbourne. Now you can speak, Pierre. Thank you, Giselle, for giving me the authorization to speak. And of course, you've got the power with that mute button as well. So um, I have to follow all your orders. Anyway, good, good morning, good morning, listener. That's right. This is Pierre Morrow, and it's great to be back uh, with you for another week to bring you updates of the labor movement in the Asia Pacific region. And of course, Giselle, this is this um, uh, radio uh, program is brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links. And if you want to get in touch with us, um, those details. That's right. You can find us on the web, all the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter, so look us up on those social media platforms. We continue to post news, current affairs, information, struggle stories from the Asia Pacific region. And of course, Pierre, we did record an interview or try to record an interview last night. Um, there was an international meeting for the um, Thailand Solidarity and Anti-Military Campaign. I think actually you succeeded in naming the campaign. Um, And we interviewed some of our comrades at the end of that interview, but unfortunately for technical reasons, we weren't able to bring or we're not able to bring that interview this morning. So I might just ask Pierre some of the pointed questions we asked the comrades and see, Pierre, if you can um, rehash, for want of a better word, (laughs) rehash that interview for us. That's right. Uh, unfortunately, technical hitches always uh, happen. But uh, yes, we'll, uh, we'll have a bit of a chat about that interview in the second half of the program. But Giselle, we might as well go to the uh, news for the region and uh, I might as well start off. We've got six stories. And um, we go to Iraq um, for our first story. Um, just after a couple of weeks that the permanent protest camp in the middle of Baghdad was destroyed by the military, anti-government activists are facing further repression in other areas of Iraq. Last weekend in the southern city of Basra at another demonstration against corruption and, and exploitation, security forces opened fire on the crowd. At least one protester was killed and six others were injured. Now, these killings have come even after statements by the new Prime Minister al Khadimi, who took over in May, that protests 
so this would not face repression again. Nevertheless, um, at the same time, in the northern city of Mosul, a number of activists who have been campaigning against sectarianism and growing corruption in the north of Iraq have now been charged um, by police over a number of public order offences in another um, crackdown against activists. And moving now to India, where there's been more industrial action in the capital. Last week, we brought you news of the widespread industrial action that hospital workers are taking in New Delhi over unpaid wages. This week, we received news that over 100,000 municipal workers took strike action also over unpaid wages and social welfare benefits. The strike action is set to continue into next week. According to workers and labour organisations, the widespread non-payment of wages by public institutions is a reflection of an increasingly dire budgetary situation at a government level. We now go to um, to Palestine, um, where there's been a number of arrests. Um, last week, at the start of November, Israeli police and military forces conducted a number of separate operations to arrest prominent Palestinian activists. The first raids targeted Kitam Safin, the president of the Union of Palestinian Women's Committees, and um, Biza University student leader Shatta Hata Will. Soon after, they, um, the security forces arrested longtime trade union activist Mohammed Jawabri um, and prominent Palestinian leftist Jamal Barman. As well, they targeted two veteran community leaders in Shahar al Rai um, and Ahmed Mohammed al Rai. Now, all these activists were taken from their homes. Most have been imprisoned before due to their political activities and are now facing months of administrative detention or worse. And really, these arrests just show the ongoing structural and systemic repression patient forces of Israel against Palestinians. Well, we are going to move now to... Thailand uh, and we'll have a, a further conversation about this in the second part of the show uh, but there have been more mass protests in Thailand against the government. Last Sunday tens of thousands of demonstrators staged a rally in Bangkok and attempted to march to the royal palace. Their aim was to deliver a letter to King Mahavaji Ralongkorn demanding the resignation of Prime Minister Prayut Chan-ocha, a former general who seized power in the 2014 coup. They are also demanding changes to the constitution, dropping of charges against activists and reform to the monarchy. The march was met by a large contingent of riot police behind a barricade of buses and barbed wire, who then used water cannon to stop and disperse the crowd. We now go to uh, next door to Myanmar, where this week national elections were held for uh, the second time in Myanmar since the end of the military dictatorship in 2011. It is predicted that the National League for Democracy, headed by uh, Do Aung San Suu Kyi, will emerge the clear winner, though the military will continue to have 25% representation in the parliament as per the constitution. The continued dominance of the military, the ongoing military conflict, 
conflicts against ethnic minorities that have disenfranchised millions of people from these elections mean that little will probably change after these elections. Myanmar will continue to be a fertile ground for companies that will not only have favorable labor laws, but also a military establishment that will guarantee their access to Myanmar's resources. And now looking at the trade dispute between Australia and China, where Indian workers have been caught up in this. Two dozen workers from India have been stuck on the bulk coal carrier Jag Anan for five months, just outside the Jingtang port in northern China. The ship was carrying coal from the Australian port of Gladstone, but Chinese authorities have banned it from unloading its cargo or departing for another country as part of worsening trade relations between the governments of Australia and China. Reports from the ship indicate that the situation on board is tense, with food and medicine starting to run out. The workers have been banned from leaving the ship and are suffering from severe fatigue and stress as they've now been almost a year on that ship. Both the National Union of Seafarers of India and the International Transport Workers Federation are trying to pressure the Chinese and Australian governments to resolve the situation as quickly as possible. Sounds like a horrible situation for those seafarers. It does. It does, unfortunately. And that brings us to the end of the Labor Roundup um, for this um, week. And uh, it will certainly be back next week with another slate of stories. But we'll go to a community announcement and and some uh, and a break. And then we'll be back with um, the protests in Thailand. The Melbourne Armenian community is raising humanitarian and development funds to help the community back home as they struggle with the devastating impacts of war and conflict. Please consider donating to the Hayastan All-Armenian Fund. For more details, go to www.himnadram.org forward slash en forward slash donate. Alternatively, you can make a donation by way of direct deposit into the Hayastan All Armenian Fund account at the National Australia Bank, BSB number 083230, account number 946770823. The Hayastan All Armenian Fund is a not-for-profit organization delivering education, healthcare, infrastructure, rural development and housing projects in Armenia. The Armenian General Benevolent Union is a 3CR affiliate and supporter. When I was new to Melbourne, I found a Food Not Bombs flyer on the road and I had like this fist with a carrot and carrots are my favourite vegetable. Yeah, I think they were asking for help doing stuff and I got in touch. We, I guess, rescue food. That would otherwise go to waste. I like the aspect of sharing food and not making anyone feel obligated to pay anything for it. We make a real point at Food Not Bombs of involving everyone who wants to be involved in whichever part they want to be involved in. For more information, go to fnbmelb.noblogs 
www.foodnotbombs.org. Food Not Bombs is a 3CR supporter.
You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. 855 AM. And you're listening to Community Radio 3CR. This is Asia Pacific Currents with Pierre and Giselle. Uh, and Pierre, we interviewed Lek Impraset yesterday, but unfortunately aren't able to bring that interview to listeners this morning. So I wanted to put some of the questions to you that we asked Lek so that at the very least we can convey some of the ideas about the situation in Thailand. So first of all, uh, we asked LEC uh, that uh, the um, protests are obviously still continuing. Um, we know that the prisoners have been released. So the shift of the balance of power is shifting a little bit. What can you tell us to understand the situation on the ground there? Well, again, um, I'll try and, and uh, make a, a good summation of what LEC said that uh, Obviously, the um, the protest movement is still ongoing. There's been a number of attempts to repress them and to co-opt them, but they've actually um, continued, um, and they're very much um, looking. Uh, the basically based all around um, all around the country, um, and they're certainly keeping up to the to the demands where they want to, the government to to resign, even though uh, it seems that in the last um, few weeks, neither the government and or the military has really made any kind of uh, attempt to negotiate or to um, uh, make any announcement regarding all these um, all, all their demands. So while the protest movement is still very strong, still continuing and trying new tactics, the, the government and the monarchy has really um, basically... Um, brought up a wall and uh, they're not not engaging so um, it's really an interesting situation in, in that regard. I do remember um, Lek talking to us a little bit about the counter moves that the king has made to try to restore or re- rehabilitate his reputation. You know, there are all these protests um, expressing dissent, disagreement in the king. And so he's starting to look for um, protesters, people that will say, no, 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 we support the king. That's right. That's Right. And um, uh, what I was going to say is that um, at, at some point, uh, Lee said that um, there seemed to be a possibility that the military was going to um, stage a coup, a, a coup within a coup, uh, and replace the current Prime Minister, Prayut Ocha, with someone more uh, amenable or, or maybe uh, somewhat harder, but that doesn't seem to have um, happened. So that's right. What is what is seemingly happening is that the king now is back in Thailand. Um, obviously, the king has been in Germany for a lot of the of the time, and it seems there is an attempt by both the military and the monarchy to increase the royalist or the conservative forces. Uh, of course, 10 years ago, um, there was the huge movement, the huge yellow yellow shirt movement. Now, according to, to Lee, um, what they're doing is um, they're not um, trying to necessarily recreate that mass movement of yellow shirts um, that had millions of people on, on the street um, 10, 15 years ago, but they seemingly trying to recreate more of, uh, 
of organizations similar to those that were around in the 1970s. Uh, they were really more um, militias and uh, violent, violent thugs. So the movement is quite um, aware or concerned, uh, looking at the situation, at the fact that these um, they are dressed in, in yellow shirts, but shall we say the yellow shirt mark two um, movement that is being uh, organized all around um, Thailand. And the king is actually going uh, for this seemingly um, to be basically a new battering ram um, against the um, against the movement. So the last crackdown and as regular listeners would know, unfortunately, Wildland is often called the land of Somal, is also the land of military coups and, um, and repression. Um, and just 10 years ago, um, there was a massacre of the red shirt um, activists um, by the military, where around 100 were killed. And so what the current protesters believe the situation is developing is that the military and the royal family are trying to recreate a situation more akin to the 1970s, where a wave of repression will not necessarily be unleashed by the military, but by uh, conservative uh, uh, paramilitary um, thugs so that it looks like it's actually civilian forces who will actually be doing the, um, I'll say it very clearly, the, the beating up and the killing of uh, protesters. So that's a very real situation that is seemingly building up in Thailand. Um, and the uh, uh, protest movement is aware of that. And so they're adjusting their tactics and they're really focusing on civil disobedience, um, fast uh, demonstration and actions, and also making sure that the movement doesn't become military, militarized or doesn't end up in uh, uh, protected, ongoing physical um, uh, fights with the military and these other um, uh, emerging um, groups of conservative thugs. So that's where the situation is at. So um, it's it's a dynamic balance at, at this stage. So um, yeah, it's a bit unknown uh, where it will go, but certainly uh, it was quite clear that the um, anti-government forces are not losing uh, strength and are still very strong. Well, um, there last night there was a call for a global day of action. It's not clear what that's going to look like, but it's been called for the 10th of December, which is International Human Rights Day. What are some of the demands that were uh, adopted by the um, solidarity movement and around which this global day of action will be organised? That's right. There's a number of of, of demands, um, but really the first um, demand is um, is for the government to to resign because even though he was, uh, I'll say, in inverted commas, democratically elected, the constitution under they were elected was a pro-military constitution. The military has um, huge powers within this parliament, so a lot of. Um, uh, activists, human rights activists, uh, democracy activists, basically see this is um, this is the main problem. So um, they're not just calling for a um, 
for the government to resign and new, and new elections, but for elections to be done only after uh, a new constitution is actually um, uh, is actually um, been um, been formed. In other words, to get the military out of the political life of Thailand, and of course the um the issue now of all the activists who have been uh, in prison so there's a blanket call for um for all the, those charges to be dropped um there's also an ongoing continuing debate about reform to the monarchy um but that's still an evolving um situation so they're, they're really the main um the main um, demands of the of the of the protest movement, and also of the Solidarity um, International Day of Action, which at this stage is planned for the tenth of December. Thank you, thanks, um, Pierre, for uh, re well reviewing some of the things that Lech told us in our interview with her yesterday. To all those listeners, AAWL is centrally involved in organising that Global Day of Action. If you're interested in being involved, participating, or even helping to organise, please get in touch with us by email to aawl at aawl.org.au. You can also contact us on our Facebook page. Um, but we will be working with our comrades internationally to organise a global day of action to support our comrades in Thailand that are, as you describe here, really in the fight of their life if um, these uh, conservative thugs are unleashed on the protest movement. Uh, we're going to see um, some violence on the streets that we haven't seen in a long while and it's uh, it's just really not in anybody's interest that um, the situation developed like that. That's right. That's right. So um, we'll certainly keep uh, tuned to the situation. We'll bring you up updates. Um, but um, I think that's all uh, there is um, for us, uh, Giselle, today. That's right. Uh, that does bring us to the end of the show. Thank you to um, all of our regular listeners for continuing to support Asia Pacific Currents and Community Radio 3CR. Um, stay tuned to uh, 3CR for the rest of the day and the rest of the weekend. That's it from me, Giselle Hanna. And me, Pierre Mora, and we look forward to uh, being with you again um, next week.